Hey there, Lisa listeners and juicy co-creators. This is Alla Lee. I'm coming to you today from the Anima Botanica School of Harmonic Herbalism up in the mountains of Southern California. I hope that this broadcast finds you well and deep in your magic as ever. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about the science of gratitude. We're, um, you're going to be hearing, if you're listening to a Lucid Vibe on a regular basis this month, we're going to be really as a collective spending a little bit of time in this meditation of gratitude. And I know you're going to hear a lot of really illuminating thoughts and and other uh, prompts to dive into this aspect of of possibility, but I'm, as usual, going to take a slightly different slant um, on this concept of gratitude. So, you know, I think a lot of people who are on what one might call a spiritual path or within the spiritual community um, might be tempted to look at gratitude from this lens of kind of a benevolent universe or god force or goddess or other kind of cosmic mommy or daddy in the sky um, kind of looking on humanity even if we call it something like the universe right looking on humanity with some kind of benevolence granting things actually being invested in our in our small human sagas and stories and i want to take this concept and put it aside because as a mama myself you know i i'm very interested in seeing my children be equipped right they are very interested in being equipped with all they need to express the totality of their beings, um, to experience the textures of life, the possibilities of everything inherent within them, you know, having a full playground to stretch out into. And I, as their parent, am interested in seeing seeing them be equipped while at the same time making sure I'm fully rooted and, and nourished myself. Um, so I can really, I can appreciate this concept quite deeply and tangibly of, of thinking of that great intelligence or consciousness that weaves all of the movements of existence together as being a benevolent force, even anthropomorphized, you know, um, kind of god goddess creator force that benevolently looks on its children right and sources them or withholds for some some sort of lesson but that's that's a thought and that's fine i don't particularly subscribe to that in all ways although you'll hear me often say how we are sourced and connected and there is benevolence. Um, I want to take all of that and put it aside on a shelf for a moment and really unpack a different aspect of gratitude as, as I can understand it. So 
part of how I see this concept of gratitude at the benefits of being grateful, um, being aside from this this role that we might take on of being the good the good girl or the good boy who has pleased the cosmic parent and is therefore granted um, what it is that our heart's desire you know is through look i've been I've been good and grateful, so now give up the goods God right. Um, is is often how we see gratitude is almost this checklist, almost this this burden of of um, other things that we've got to you know do in order just to be a decent human being. Like, well, fuck, you know. I mean, now I've got to do yoga and have a gratitude journal, and you know, I mean, oh. Uh, it it starts to feel heavy. All these these um, have tos, all these shoulds, they get put upon us as individuals um, through our own well intended, uh, you know, quests in self by ourselves on ourselves. All these shoulds that we feel very burdened by. So when I talk about gratitude today, I really don't want to go into this uh, concept of, you know, we should or we shouldn't be grateful. Really, what it is, is to offer up what gratitude can be, which is to say that gratitude is a point of creation. It's a, it's a pivot point of change. So in, in an experience that we might be having that may seem undesirable, we have the opportunity actually to awaken into full presence. Gratitude requires our full presence in the moment. Gratitude is a way for us to slow down and to observe the many facets of what is unfolding in front of us to come out of default conditioning, right? To awaken from this default setting of just reaction. Simply like my button is pressed and meep, merp, that button is pressed and so I, therefore it means this. I do this action when this button is pressed. An almost robotic series of settings that we may have, um, and it gratitude can pull us out of this default setting of reaction into a co-creative kind of pro-activation right, of the engagement of our consciousness in the grand epic of the stories unfolding before and within us. We can become present because what is gratitude if not full, present, observation, appreciation, and even, even appreciant celebration of the convergence of contrasts, right, in front of us, happening. And it is possible in this observation, appreciation, and celebration 
of what is happening with us, even although on some level events may seem undesirable. Often they are. They are undesirable on some level. And when we can awaken this this magic, actually this ancient transmute, transmutive, transmutation of, of gratitude, of this observation, appreciation, celebration of, con- of contrasts, it opens up stargates. It opens up pathways for our free will, right? I mean, to the extent that we have any free will, we can go into the, that exploration in some other broadcast. But to the extent that we have free will, it can open up stargates and pathways for our free will to choose a different course, a new adventure. I don't know if you ever, as as a kid, I got to read those um, choose your own adventure books and I absolutely, I absolutely love them. It's where you have these different chapters and there's a different trajectory. You know, you might reach the end of one movement of a story and you uh, come to a page where you're able to choose a different page to turn to with different outcomes and trajectories. And I think of gratitude actually as being like that master key or one one key to choosing a different adventure. Because in the moment when you're faced with your default of, you know what, I don't, I don't really love, I don't really love what's in front of me. When we seek the gift through gratitude, right, of each encounter that we find ourselves in, we get to be in that position. It's a very powerful position to choose. Again, it opens up our choice, right, to hopefully like an uncharted path that could really lead to uh, a, a more... Um, grand expression of what awaits us in our in our in our soul's longing. So, in this magic of gratitude, this this transmutation, um, it's really it isn't about something we must do. Gratitude isn't something we have to do to be a good person. It's a sacred offering to ourselves right? Gratitude gives us this opportunity to grant ourselves the sacred offering of a joyful assimilation of life's movements. We can choose a joyful assimilation, right? This can occur through the alchemizing of many potentially hard experiences that we might come to to have in our lives we can alchemize these into the golden wisdom and often the liberation that we find in seeking to understand the gift of each encounter gratitude is an opportunity to say what is being gifted me here There is almost always a gift in life trying to present itself through the the twists and the turns in our storylines, right? And when we 
we seek to understand this gift of each encounter, we can provide ourselves this, this true wealth, this true richness of what the terrain of our individual journeys offers us continuously through this heightened consciousness of gratitude. I mean, that, that is how we can come to know the true soul inheritance that we are here to know within the within, within ourselves. Gratitude is a heightened consciousness that is, it truly is optional. It truly is optional. I myself have found grand magic in it. The grand magic in being truly present, right? Because gratitude is a a type of gnosis of the spirit's prescience, right? So prescience is like a visionary or prophetic state, right? It's a type of gnosis of the spirit's prescience and that gratitude is a creative act. Gratitude is a creative act. It's not just one of passive observation. We create through gratitude in that observing a thing with our full presence changes it. It's at the core of all the best magic that we can create for ourselves. No matter what magical tradition or what spiritual tradition you come from, we'll find gratitude, or rather our ability to focus in a present kind of observational way in raising raising the energy around a concept, idea, happening, or thought as, it, as being a catalyst for creating more of that. So gratitude has a kind of a practical application beyond just the fact that we have this wash of delicious, you know, chemistry that comes through our physical bodies with gratitude, all sorts of uh, wonderful endorphins and oxytocins and other other um, beautiful shapes, right? Because chemistry is also a shape. These beautiful shapes start to move through our being and find their lock and key and unlock all sorts of wonderful potentials within our physical chemistry. We also have this within our, within our spirits, within our human spirits. Actually, I love this, um, I love this uh, quote from the Book of the Hours. It says, I feel it now. There is a power in me to grasp and give shape to the world. I know nothing has ever been real without my beholding it. All becoming has needed me. My looking ripens things, and they come toward me to meet and be met. So this is exactly what we're talking about with gratitude. The agent that draws existence toward us to meet and be met, to ripen and to become, is gratitude. 
it's gratitude. It's a, it's an ancient, ancient kind of magic, right? We also have, you know, this, this brings to mind this, this concept from, uh, the Roman emperor Marcus Aurelius, right? The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Gratitude, you know, takes this one farther and brings in, draws in the quality of your feeling space. It bridges that space between the mind and the heart or the mind and the spirit, right? And there's, there's, that very swiftly unites with it matter or the body. We, you know, all things being connected and related, there's no way to have that without uh, affecting the whole being. So gratitude has this holistic, holistic well-being that comes through our whole self. There is a wholeness there. So this has nothing to do with placating some authority outside of ourselves. It is simply part of the scrumptious beauty of our designs. When we tap into that power, we really do experience wholeness. It weaves together a fractured story, a misunderstanding, a lost opportunity um, with the missing pieces. When we're able to say, okay, this didn't go as I had thought, but what is here? Where is the gift? And to seek the thing to be grateful for in any given exchange, encounter, moment, movement, or offering in our lives is to ignite our wholeness presently, actively, holistically through our entire being. We have that opportunity. And so, because I know how quickly our time flies, I want to offer up also an herbal ally in this in this experience of seeking gratitude. Um, You know, I'm a pragmatist. I'm not, this isn't just something that I'm, you know, I don't have just this aesthetic attitude where we're just contemplating something for its own sake. We really put, you know, put these, these magics, these crafts, these skills of gratitude and questioning our way into wholeness into practice. And, you know, as ever, please don't, don't take my word for it. Go and, and make up your own mind. I'd actually love to hear what your experiences of, of tapping into gratitude have brought you. I would love to also hear where you agree and disagree with me. I would love to hear what you're grateful for. So if you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram at blissbirdrising. You can also um, email me at animabotanicalove at gmail.com. I'd love to just know what you're grateful for. Um, And anything else really that's on your mind as it relates to this. 
So I'm going to offer up this herbal ally here. Let me take a quick sip of my delicious tea. I'm going to offer up this week's um, herbal ally. It is Albizia julibrisson, otherwise known as the silk mimosa tree. It has many other names that it goes by. Nemu or Persian acacia, pink cirrus, silky acacia, or silk tree albizia. But silk mimosa blossom or I'm sorry, excuse me, silk mimosa tree is a Persian tree that here, where, where I'm currently living in Southern California, has become a nearly invasive species. And I absolutely love how, um, you know, as an herbalist, I see often our greatest medicines are just screaming for our attention in the landscape. They're like, hey, right here, in abundance, Try, you know, and do you see me? Do you get it? Do you get it? So silk mimosa is one of these trees. It's a beautiful. I mean, it, it looks like something out of, I think, Dr. Seuss, uh, like a Dr. Seuss book. A beautiful kind of exotic looking tree with a strange form and these beautifully um, serrated leaves and it has these blossoms, these pink fluffy blossoms that they do, they look like fuzzballs from something out of maybe the Lorax or, you know, some kind of other Dr. Seuss um, psychedelic cartoon. Beautiful tree. It's known as the tree of full happiness. So since we're talking about gratitude, we want to bring in this ally. Because I think of gratitude as an ally in happiness. It's our, it's one key to, you know, opening up joy through the sacred offering of, of gratitude towards ourselves or within ourselves. So silk mimosa blossom is uh, medicinally known as an antidepressant. It's a premier antidepressant. Um, it's been used in traditional Chinese medicine for thousands of years. And it's really the original Prozac, but without all of the, all of the uh, nasty side effects. Um, as, as an antidepressant, it's known really to be spiritually uplifting and cleansing. It, it cleanses, um, the heart and the liver meridians, right? In, in traditional Chinese medicine. But the way that I've really found it to be useful is that it's a very heart centered plant. It deals with, you know, we have a lot of people will use things like, um, St. John's wort for, for depression. And that has its place, you know, in my, in my classes, we go deeper into why we use one antidepressant versus another, or why we use one, you know, whatever it is, antiseptic versus another. Each one has their application. I really think of silk mimosa, uh, particularly the blossoms, these beautiful pink, gently fragrant blossoms, as being wonderful for lifting heavy grief states, really heart-heavy, troubled heart grief states. Whereas St. John's wort might be better for something like really not spending enough time in the sun or just having a, a state of mind that um, 
could require some kind of sun energies to it. This silk mimosa blossom is really a heart-centered, heart chakra kind of energy. So even though it's it's ruled by Saturn, it, it has this really interesting ability to lift heavy grief states. And um, often when people even have heart issues that are dealing with grief, this can be a wonderful ally. Um, not all heart issues are strictly uh, structural in nature. Uh, silk mimosa blossom is also in the materia medica. It's a mood enhancer, so it's especially it's especially adept. The blossoms, in particular, again, are especially adept at soothing anxiety, anxiety states, and nerves, like the nervous systems from severe PTSD. Right, gratitude also helpful as an ally. And I think there's a, a great many modern individuals that experience very, have, you know, are walking around in various states of post-traumatic stress disorder, various, you know, places on the spectrum that they might land of that. So silk mimosa blossom, this plant that is just sprouting up everywhere and has tended to be an invasive species in a great many places that its seeds have landed is just there in abundance um, for us to come out of these this nervous tension, these anxieties, modern anxiety states, and these post-traumatic stress states, heavy grief states, and troubled heart states that we're in. It's also known as a muscle relaxant, right? So silk mimosa oil or a tincture, it's very calming to the muscles and the nerves. Not, not as much as, um, like if I were really looking to knock out <laughs> the muscle... Uh, you know, relax the muscles. Um, I might use something like a California poppy tincture or something, a really heavy hitter. But this is more generally soothing to muscles and nerves and is also therefore really good um, as a sedative when there is tension, muscular holding and tension in the body. It's not particularly great as a sedative when the mind is overactive. You might seek a different... Um, a different herbal ally in that case, but when the heart is heavy, burdened with grief, and there's a muscular tension from a from um, nervous anxiety, uh, silk mimosa blossom is wonderful for that. Um, I did mention that it's a sedative, so for that we'll use a tincture or a tea made of the bark or the bark and leaves. Basically, almost every part of the tree is is a wonderfully, has wonderful medicinal properties. Um, I think of the, the blossoms as being much more light and emotionally based, um, and the bark as being much more deep-rooted, bringing us down into a good sleep, grounding us down in a state of, of relaxed, open-hearted wellness. So mimosa blossom also is immune-boosting. It's a respiratory aid wound care. There's so much that I can go into. I know our time is going to go zoop really fast, so I'm going to try to try to squeeze in as much as possible. But um, it's immune boosting, so it's it's got this all these vital plant nutrients, and so we can actually steam the young leaves of the silk mimosa tree like a vegetable, like a leafy green vegetable, because it's this immuno-enhancing food. It's full of all sorts of vital uh, vital phyto nutrients. 
I want to go into its wound care really quick because of this concept of PTSD and gratitude as well. So in wound care, we will use the roasted and powdered bark as a poultice. It helps to protect damaged tissues and fractures. It helps with bone traumas. It's really good at regenerating bones. Um, and, you know, the bones in, in shamanism are considered like the soul, right? So when I see something that regenerates the bones, there's something about it bringing us back into a joy state that re can regenerate this kind of soul of our of our body. It also helps co coagulate the blood and encourage good scabbing. Much like gratitude can encourage us to kind of heal that first round of any kind of wound we experience. So there's a lot more we can go into. We have a wonderful like Materia Magica. I'll really quickly say that Silk Mimosa Blossom is used for freedom from loneliness, for prophetic dreams and visions, for endings, longevity, purification, and love. It's used in those kinds of magical rituals. So I want to end, um, you know, close this really quickly by expressing my profound gratitude for my loved ones. I'm unspeakably grateful, unspeakably grateful for my children, for my loved ones, for this beautiful time we get to spend, for the way in which I am received in the world, imperfect, perfect so grateful to be able to express what wants to come through and have that be received in the world. What a great joy that is for me. What a great joy this time is together. As always, love you, love you, love you. Have a beautiful week.